1: 2 Corinthians is riddled with this dynamic that God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We'll talk about human inadequacy and the conduit for God's power next. Sadly, the world tends to think that God helps those who helps themselves, stripping away the idea of human inadequacy. But that human inadequacy is exactly what God prefers to use to His glory and our good. And that's what we're learning here today on truth for today with pastor phil howard welcome to the program we'd invite you to join us as we continue our study of second corinthians and at the close of the program we'll tell you how to get tickets for our truth for today listener celebration november 2nd mark that date on your calendar and plan on joining us we'll tell you more later right now here's pastor phil with today's program
2: when you start counting the troops in the sight of god god gets angry as though our battles are won by numbers. Get in, you've got too many men. Went from 300,000 to what? 300? God delivers his way. Not by chariots, not by horses, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And God killed a lot of soldiers that day. What did Jesus teach us to pray? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from who? The evil who's the evil one? Satan. If God gives the devil permission, one of his spirit beings, look at what Ephesians six says. We wrestle against principalities and powers in the evil day. Spirit beings that govern the nations, as Daniel says, angels were overseeing different nations of that. Oh no. We are outmatched, we are outpowered, we are outthought. We don't have a chance unless God restrains this demonic power. We live in a demon-controlled world. Satan is the god of this age. So, Paul, to balance your exceeding great revelation, I want to give you a thorn. We don't know what it is for sure. What's your thorn? What does it take? What would it take from God to rein in your pride? Are you, do you have pride problems? Do you have uh, self-sufficiency problems? Whatever it is, we know the purpose of the thorn. He says in verse 7, What is the thorn? We're not sure. The problem of it, it's still left there. I can't tell you what it is. Was it is his eyes? Was it depression? Was it physical? Was it merely spiritual? He he thankfully left it alone in a definite description. Except God allowed it. He used Satan. And it brought torment to him. He was in great suffering. He says it was like a stake driven into his body. The term there said he came to buffet him. The word buffet was used of beating Christ. On the way to the cross. He said I've had a demonic power beating me in the face for over 14 years. You see God was going to go to any length it took to not lose Paul. To the great revelations he showed him. Be careful if you think you know a lot. To be humble with truth means you got to turn it into love. Love builds up. Knowledge puffs up. So what is, what's the goal of the Christian life? I want to stay stupid so I don't get judged. I don't want to know anything. Well, some of us, that just comes easy. Duh, I know nothing. I'm, I'm not equipped to teach. I'm not equipped to do. You know, knowledge just puffs you up. Well, you had to know the gospel before you can believe it. Did you know that reading has always gone where Christianity went? Because God's people had to teach people to read to enjoy the Bible. It takes a certain intelligence to read the word. No, he wants you to know. He doesn't want you to be puffed up. And he's got a way. When the balloon gets inflated, he just puts a thorn in it. And it is a great cure for our natural bent to think we're cool, we're in charge. We're self-sufficient, it's our greatest sin. Our sin always comes from pride and unbelief. Well, uh, what was the purpose of it? Simply, it's just right there in the table. I don't want you to be conceited. I, I would ask you, have you ever had any problems with pride, or do you simply say, "I've never been proud, I've always been right, but I've never been proud." Oh, okay. That's why marriage is so tough on us. Why does God lead you to marry someone that has a different opinion than you? How can that be? God, I have your point of view. But your gift has a different one. How can this be? Well, she's wrong. That's it. When would she admit it? And then sometimes the spirit gets on her side. That's miserable. You mean I could be wrong and she could be right? We do it in the church. Church splits come over. Everybody thinks God told them how to vote. So they just split the church. You know, holy wars are the hardest wars because God tells some folks everything, even when they're wrong. See, that's why you better know what the word says. Had a dispute going with an individual and uh, they were upset. And so as we got ready to go settle the dispute, I brought my Bible, and the man said, hey, 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 what's the Bible doing here? I said, that's how we settle disputes. He said, no, you just listen to my opinion. I said, your opinion's not worth squat. You don't run this church. Neither do I. But the words of the living God. And if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. If I'm wrong, I'll change my view. That's why you need to know your Bible. So you can win more arguments. Listen to what Denny says. There have been men so clever that God could make no use of them. Men so clever God could make no use of them. They could never do his work because they were so lost in admiration of their own. Wow. But listen to what he says in his commentary on 2 Corinthians. No one who saw the exceeding greatness of the power which the gospel exercised, not only in sustaining its preachers under persecution, but in transforming human nature and making bad men good. No one who saw this and looked at a preacher like Paul could dream that the explanation lay in him, not in an ugly little Jew, without eloquence, without presence, without the means to bribe or compel, Could the source of such courage, the cause of such transformations be found? It must be sought not in him, but in God. I love the way Hendricks used to always ask students, name one thing going on in your life today that could only be explained by the power of God. God doing anything in you that he would own and claim? What is God doing in your life? What's the evidence of his power? Got a bad temper? Got a bad attitude? Wrong attitudes, behavior? He wants to change us. The purpose of the thorn was just to shrink the head and the ego. And then what does he say? He said, I prayed, I need power to overcome. And verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. I must be honest with you. This is the worst answer in the world. When you're in pain, I don't want more grace. I want the thorn taken away. Did you get mixed up, Lord? I got a thorn. I've got maybe an illness. I've got an ailment. And he prays three times. Does that remind you of anybody else? Gethsemane, three times Jesus prays, Father, take this cup from me. And what did the Father say? Sure enough, I always answer prayer. Give me that cup. What did he do? He said, I'm not taking it away. It's my will you drink the cup. Because the cup is going to be the alienation on the cross. And the great price you have to pay. God will not answer all your prayers. He will not deliver you from every problem. He said in 1 John 5, 14, if we ask anything according to His will.
1: Well, Pastor Phil, we'll be back in just a moment to continue our message here today on Truth for Today. I'd like to remind you, though, that coming up Friday, November the 2nd, Mark it on your calendar. We have our twenty eighteen Truth for today listener celebration. It's from six thirty to nine thirty again Friday, november the second. The event is free, but we do require a headcount for the food. So we would invite you to register either by calling or stopping by our website, which I'll give you in just a moment. Great food great fellowship, Pastor Phil will bring a wonderful message, and we even have an auction whereby you can walk away with some amazing items while supporting Truth For Today Ministries. So get a hold of us today. You can reach us at 510-799-3171. That's 510-799-3171. Or stop by our website, truthfortodayradio.com, and then click on the link that takes you to our 2018 Truth For Today listener celebration page, and you can register right there. You'll see the tab. All right, let's get back to our study now. Once again, here's Pastor Phil on this edition of Truth For Today.
2: Well, couldn't you have been in one of Job's colors? It can't be the will of God, uh, Brother Job. Uh, Men of God don't break out boils. Men of God don't lose. They prosper. They drive new chariots. This is no God to serve. You can't be serving a God. No, no. There's sin in your life. There's something wrong with you, Job. Don't, you're lying. You think you're better than you are. You're lying. Don't tell us. And these were called his comforters. Why? Why did God not take away the thorn? Same to Paul, I'm not taking away the thorn. You've had it for 14 years. And you've asked at least three times specifically. But I'm not taking it away. And I come up with this little line. He wanted thorn removal and God offers grace bestowed. No thorn removed, just grace bestowed. You know, I think of the Swansons raising a Billy. Thirty some odd years he lived. His father had to help him with baths, lifting him. It's a good thing that Teb was a strong man, lifting this boy in and out of bed. He didn't go away. Spinal bifida afflicted him as a young boy. Hey, this was no short trial. This was no. Oh, this would be over. This is a little trial. No, no. This is 39 year trial. They wouldn't call him a trial. They came to love that boy, did everything they could. What would you have called it? What would you have called it? What would you say to Fanny Crosby who said my first glimpse of him would be the first time I get to see? Him. But I'll write hymns about him in the meantime. Will you serve him anyhow? Will his grace be sufficient? He said it was. And of course Annie Flint Johnson wrote the famous words God hath not promised skies always blue flower-strewn pathways all our lives through God hath not promised sun without rain joy without sorrow peace without pain but he has promised strength for the day rest for the labor light for the way Grace for the trials. Help from above. Unfailing sympathy. Undying love. And then Amy Carmichael when she's working in India. Rescuing girls from temple steps and starting his orphan her orphanages to rescue. She writes when she be, had a fall. Injured her. Put her in bed for the rest of her life. And from that bed she wrote many magnificent poems. And she wrote this poem. Hast thou no scar? No hidden scar on foot or side or hand? I hear thee sung as mighty in the land. I hear them hail thy bright ascended star. Hast thou no scar? Hast thou no wound? Yet I was wounded by the archers. Spent. Leaned up against the tree to die and rent By ravening beasts that can pass me I swooned, hast thou no wound? No wound, no scar Yes, as the master shall the servant be And pierced are the feet that follow me But thine are whole Can he have followed far Who has no scar, no wound? I just heard a pastor who underwent cancer surgery in the brain, and he said they cut his skull completely open. They eventually had to cement his skull back together, so they went in there and they found parts of his brain that were like putty, and uh, to have brain cancer normally is to die, but Here he was a a pastor doing God's will and he shared how that uh, only hymns hymns were the only thing that in the pain of that surgery and in the pain of that recovery they stripped his face down it was like as he described it was like they just pulled that skull apart had to get in to get to the cancer and the face was stretched every way I mean to imagine it but he said as I was in the midst of the pain he said I could only sing one hymn these are the words I went home and printed it out be still my soul the Lord is on thy side bear patiently the cross of grief or pain Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change he faithful will remain. Be still my soul. Thy best, thy heavenly friend. Through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. He said that's all he could sing. I've only heard my black brothers and sisters sing this song. Come, ye disconsolate, wherever you languish. Come to the mercy seat. Fervently kneel. Here, bring your wounded hearts. Here, tell your anguish. Earth has no sorrow. Heaven cannot heal. Bring the wounds. You see, the Lord Jesus didn't save you by forming an army. He didn't save you by showing his biceps. He said, I will save you by becoming weak. I will save you by going to the cross where both the weakness of God and the power of God will be manifested. First of all, go weak enough to pay for your sins, but be strong enough to defy the devil three days later and tell death, hell, and the grave, I'm greater than you. I'm greater than you. Oh, let me tell you, child of God, You ought to thank God for how good you have it in a fallen world. I am amazed. We are so blessed and have been protected so much from all the devil would like to do to you. But we follow the steps of our Savior and oftentimes our cloak is weakness. It may be sickness, incapacity, whatever. But your Lord will be near when the wound is there. He'll be there when the thorn is there. And God's got a divine purpose in it all. Sometimes I want to tell him. Could you let up on the thorns? I'm weak enough. I don't need any more humility. I can't hardly survive on what I got. He alone knows. I love what Spurgeon said. Did I not know that all my trials came from the hands of him? Who had wounds in his. I could not trust that God had any purpose for my good. But when I look and see it's a wounded hand. Through which all my trials come. Then I can rejoice. He's in charge. He will do me right. Even if I have to be weak in the learning. In the learning. So this is our savior. This is the way we walk. We are the people who say. We do the work of God on borrowed power. We do the will of God on borrowed strength. I can do everything he wants through Christ who strengthens me. That's our testimony. So we seek no glory but to boast of the God that gives us strength. What a wonderful Savior he is. Has anyone here experienced this strength? Three of you. Four. Uh, have any of you ever had a thorn? Has His grace proof sufficient? Our Father, suffering is always a sacred ground subject. Not triumphalism, but submission to the way of the cross that leads home. That your New Testament messengers were known by the scars. Not by their resume. They were scarred. They were never stars. They were sufferers. And if we suffer with him, we also shall reign with him. We're longing for the day we get to reign with you, Lord. When that reign is made public, even before men and angels, when we have got a redeemed body and they will know that we've been adopted as sons, what a day it will be when a Catherine can be healed. When this servant can be healed. When this messenger can be relieved of the great personal problems. Oh Father, lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. Apart from you, we could never make it. We could never make it. And let us notify men, angels and demons. We can't make it apart from From the grace of God, the protection of God, the enablement of God. This is our testimony. The weak are made strong in Christ. The weak are enabled by the power of an empty tomb and a a descended spirit that has come. We bless your name. We bless your name. And His church said, amen.
1: And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. As we close out our broadcast, we would invite you to join us for worship as you link arms with us, again, financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And whether it's a one-time gift or monthly gift, it's all appreciated, and your prayers even more so. By the way, as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, you might want to mark it on your calendar Friday, November the 2nd. It is our Truth For Today listener celebration, a chance to enjoy some great food, amazing fellowship, and also an opportunity to help support Truth For Today ministries as we continue ministering to the greater Bay Area through the radio broadcast. Now again, as mentioned, it's great food, great fellowship. Pastor Phil will bring a wonderful message. We even have an auction whereby you can walk away with some amazing items and at the same time help support Truth For Today Ministries. Here's the phone number. It's 510-799-3171 or stop by our website truthfortodayradio.com click on the truth for today listener celebration banner and then you'll see the register tab right there on the right hand side we'd love to see you it is a great opportunity to get a chance to mingle with those of you who make truth for today a daily part of your growth in christ reach us at truthfortodayradio.org or call 855 855-